Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Our Maybe producer. people will just think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we pay him. Right, so, we pay Craig very well for uh, his services. <laughs> so how much? Okay. Can you, okay, I have an idea. Can you like tell him to just, leave and come just back? Just the, the podcast has started. There's no going back. The podcast has started. Oh. Alert. Alert. No. Alert. No. Really. Podcast. Craig. Bye. No, you don't know how to do this. Only I. Can oh man, he doesn't. Le- he doesn't listen to me. He only listens to you. Podcast has started. Jess, let's go. Shows on the road. We don't edit. Right, well, we don't recap. Shut up. Okay. So hi, Craig. Thank you for recording our podcast. Um, a little intro. Um, at the end of the internet, it's the podcast that we talk about horror movies that we enjoy watching. At the and end for this of the episode, internet, 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 yeah. internet, internet. For sure, internet. is the dark web. Anyway, um, this episode we watched the movie House with the Laughing Window. Just before we uh, get into that, can I? Uh... Um, can I do a little housekeeping? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. So <laughs> we've got, we've got some, as is custom, I guess, when we're starting our show, we've got some listener comments here. Uh, so Joseph F from, uh, Sacramento writes, uh, could you please increase the volume of your household appliances for this podcast? Wait, where are you reading those? Uh, just, just our comments, our mini fans. So. Yeah, Joseph, I, I, I we'll, we'll we'll get right on that. Sure. Craig got it. Craig's got it. All right. Uh, Jenna asked from Newport says, uh, "Why haven't you reviewed Day of the Dead yet?" I don't know, Jenna. Because it's not part of our list. Have I seen that movie? I I don't know. I I don't know. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, for the background of the listeners, I normally just watch po- um not podcasts, watch movies that um, Seth puts on TV that has to do with horror. So I'm not even sure what I have watched. Jess only watches what I tell her to watch. I know. Only when it comes to horror. <laughs> All right. Last question. Mark R. from Perth writes, uh, what's your... What's your favorite Sour Patch Kid flavor? I think that one's directed at you, Jeff. Easy, easy, the yellow one. There's yellow the one. yellow one. The yellow one, Mark. <laughs> the the yellow, yellow one. Every When it comes to candy, anything that's yellow is the one that I like. That's really weird, because yellow Wait. is usually the worst flavor, right? No, it's Lemon? the best flavor. Lemon? Yeah. Or green yeah, lemon. like Laffy Taff. No, mm, great question. Um, Laffy Taffy, the yellow one is the best one. Other candies, the yellow one is the best one. Interesting. So you're a yellow Starba- Starburst fan? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Over the red flavor and the pink flavor? Well, yeah, well, the red, yeah. Yep. It's weird. I don't You're like, like either in... of them. Oh. All right. Well, that closes the housekeeping section. Go ahead and intro, Jess. I think we're good to go. Oh, 
back Thanks to what we're here everyone. for. Yeah, please keep writing. But back what we're here for. Um, this week we watched House with the Laughing Windows. It was a great Italian horror movie. And the genre is Gallio? Seth, how you pronounce that? <laughs> it's Giallo. What I said. Gallo? Gallio? Jello? Jello? <laughs> Jess, why don't you give us the background on the Gialli horror films? Oh, easy. Easy is an Italian mystery murder. So before um, mystery house parties were made, this is this is how people can can enjoy that genre. <laughs> Good summary. <laughs> Giallo yeah. means means yellow in Italian. Why do you think it's called yellow? Because it's the best candy. Oh man, it all ties together. Yep. It all That's ties exactly to right. synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, Seth, do explain. No, 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 you got it. It's because yellow is the best candy, so all the Italian directors name their horror films after that. The giallo, gialli horror films. Lemon. Not green lemon, but just lemon. In Latin, is lemon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Keep going forward. Great intro. Yeah. Um, so, so we have... I, this is like, I mean, I think this is a giallo. I don't really know. It doesn't quite fit the mold. Like there is no gloved killer, but there is the kind of traditional murder slash slash mystery around this. Um, with the kind of reveal at the end, but I don't know. It's an interesting movie, and I I think it fits that mold, but it kind of strays away a little bit from what I'm used to. Would you agree with that, Jess? I have seen so many giallo horror horror movie films. <laughs> films, so let me tell you, I do agree. <laughs> 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 I definitely understand your point. So, should we do a recap of this movie? Uh, no, it's not needed because we're going to keep going forward. And then, listeners, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So, we suggest for you to pause this podcast, go see that movie. Where they can see that movie? YouTube? They can see Amazon this movie Prime. on YouTube. I could not find it anywhere except for YouTube and the uh, dark web. So, um, yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. Go you can to buy it on YouTube. Amazon for like 80 bucks. Like the digital copy or like the hard copy? The physical copy, yeah. Go to YouTube, type house with the laughing windows, watch the movie, and then come back. So we're going to give them a nice pause for them to go. And we are going. So the main question, the most important question and I am so sorry. I'm going to screw up all the names. But It's uh, Lignani. Lignani. Is Lignani actually a good painter? Yeah, so, I mean, the premise of this is there's an art restorer, right, that goes to restore this famous Lignani's 
paintings who tends to be i don't know gruesome and violent and mm-hmm. awful but everyone is amazed by the artwork but yeah i don't i don't necessarily think the paintings are very good i always when i was watching the movie and they were showing the scenes of lunati um like Nadi or the painter painting people and their death um sentence it's like like almost like in a funeral when you're picking up your casket and everything there is like bonus you can get the painter for free if you get all the above <laughs> wait what <laughs> what does that have to do with casket you lost me there well because lenati used to paint people um when they're dying right so my assumption, if they know that they're dying, then the family already have arranged their funeral. So in the funeral homes, like the painter is one of the options. Oh, like you he get kills flowers. his victims and then gets paid for uh, painting them? Yeah, like if you go to the funeral homes, they're like, well, my, unfortunately, my, I don't know, my family member is dying. So I need flowers. I need a casket. And the funeral home is like, you can get a painter too. Lenali um, paints the last moment of your family member death. And okay, I so guess everyone in that town says yes. So this is actually how he made his money. That's interesting. That, that wasn't yeah. really fleshed out in the movie, but I'm glad you, uh, you cleared that up for <laughs> me. So, so his grift was that he, uh, he was a painter for hire at, uh, at funeral homes. And then uh, he killed his victims and then reaped the rewards when he painted them. Is that, am I understanding that right? Is that? Uh... I do think so. He okay. was, what is it called? Uh, entrepreneur yeah. of his time. Yeah. Interesting. I well, actually thought that the paintings were, like, the paintings were awful. Mm, I don't know. I didn't thought he was awful, but he was not great. He was normal. I feel like if you were in a community college art class, like that would be like the sea level paintings. What 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 he uh, was pulling off there. So maybe not awful, but I don't know. Level. Well, it's a small town. That's the best they can they can get. Oh, yeah, he was, so he what was, was like the, the? But he was like the main attraction of that town. He was bringing people in. He was. That he is was true. the Michelangelo of the. Uh, I don't know what the town was called. Jess, can you tell me what the town name was called? <laughs> I don't think they mentioned the town name in the YouTube subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe in Italian, but in the YouTube subtitles, they did not mention it. Was yeah. talking about the town name and talking how come he was the main attraction and he attracted people. One of the people that was attractive was our main character, and his name was Estefano. Oh, you found Stefano attractive, did you? No, that's not what I said. I that's think that's what, what you just to, said. I meant to say attracted to the town, attracted to the painting. Estefano is a normal-looking normal guy. He was a good-looking guy. He had a nice beard. He was cleanly. He did have a nice beard. The women he, seemed he did to love him. In- <laughs> well, if it's a small town, I guess anything new will be attracted. <laughs> you either have Stefano or you have Rat Boy. Or yeah. Priest or such other hits as Restaurant Owner or 
drunk driver yet taxi dude driver yeah there is not many people in that town so but him being him coming to town um one thing i realized was every time he went to the building he always had a phone call how did people predicted where he was at because he didn't have like a normal routine like Throughout the movie, we didn't see him every day doing the same thing. He was just in random places and always, always he had a phone call. Yeah, it was. it's a little weird. I mean, maybe it's because he's so attractive. Maybe it's uh, like small town. The only reason I think that might happen if he have yellow candy. So people <laughs> just wanted a piece of maybe that. He, maybe he <laughs> knew he was in a giallo. Maybe, maybe. But, I don't know, but yeah, that was interesting. He, he uh, uh, I mean, that added to a little of the spookiness. Like someone's always watching him, someone's always following him. Um, you kind of don't know if the town's in on it. You don't know if it's like a single person that keeps harassing him, or if he's getting, you know, if people are informing where he is. And I don't know. That was interesting. But yeah, literally every building he walks in, he gets a phone call. And it's yes. always kind of second later. Creepy voice. Yeah, second later and someone telling him to go away or else. He'll get killed. He should have listened. But he was he was stubborn and he for some reason well, not for some you reason. Think he got killed? Well, getting... I guess we're we're jumping ahead. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know spoilers. if he got killed. I don't know if he got killed. Spoilers. I think he did. Well, one obvious character that we knew that was following him around, um, it was what we call him, Rap Boy. But uh, the Rat movie Boy. actually, Rap Boy. The movie actually called him Lydio, which is actually, I like that name. Yeah, he was. So uh, Lydio. No, sorry, go ahead. No. So Lydio have the best quality of every from all that town he knew how to cook rat great skill set yeah i uh i think lydio kind of stole this movie he is the uh he is probably the most interesting character probably the character I that i would want to have dinner with if uh if i could pick a character Do you want him to cook cook for you <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know if I like I would want someone else cooking my rats like I don't I don't think I would trust Lydia to cook my rats but I would have rat with them if it was cooked by someone else I think you don't trust Lydia because you think it'd be too authentic like what's that word authentic yeah oh authentic yeah he's gonna make my rats either al dente or or I like my I like my pasta overcooked and my rats al dente yeah um, another thing that went in my mind when I was watching that very horror movie was Lydia's favorite city has to be New York. Why is that? Yeah, because they have a lot of yellow candy. No, because he would have free meal every day. He'd just be capturing like the giant rats what do you for think, days. What do you think Lydia would do with the Rat King if he found the Rat King? I think, think he would kill it, not join them. <laughs> <laughs> he would kill them. No, sorry, not them. He would kill the cat ring, cat king. 
The cat king? Rat I don't, king. He's going to kill cats. <laughs> Sorry. No? <laughs> no, he will kill the rat king, and then which makes all the rat follow him, so then he will have even easier meals. I don't the see him. The will sacrifice them themselves for him. I don't think I, I don't see him as a uh, cat owner, though, really. Because I, I think that'd be competition for the rats. No, I do agree. So he's he might kill cats, guy. too. Ooh. I don't Ooh. think he's a pet guy. Ooh. I feel like if he has a pet, like he will start thinking <laughs> of how this pet tastes boiled. <laughs> oh, you think he boiled them? You think he boiled them? He explained in the movie that boiling boiling a rat is better than something else, and I cannot remember what was the something else. Oh, so he did boil them. You think he skinned them first, or you think he like boiled them to soften up the skin and remove the tail and get to the sweet rat meat? Uh, he didn't explain that to Stefano, but seeing him, I don't think he cares too much about how his meal look. He's more of a quick and dirty make sure it's heated up and just like dig your teeth in it for and everything yeah i kind of see him as like a superhero or like a super villain like he could be a rat uh, boy can you explain rat. what are his superpowers i i mean it's just rat based superpowers so you know he always yeah, has a food them, source he always has a food source wherever he goes as long as he sticks to the cities um i don't know he can uh he can smell rats maybe he can maybe he can scurry like a rat maybe he learns some things from the rats um you know rats rats are interesting right because you think of the apex predators like lions you know whatever tigers hippopotamus um but like if you get enough rats everything is screwed like they are they will rule the world just like ants ants probably more than rats but it's a numbers game right so if you attract enough rats no one stands a chance so i feel like rat boy would would uh would kind of rule the roost of the superheroes you take superman you you throw at him like 10 million rats he doesn't stand a chance I like to bring that up in Magic Card the Gathering. There's always the rat deck. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end this podcast, right? <laughs> Wait, what? And there's multiply. a rat deck. Yeah, it's oh, for okay. is the black is the blacks, and then like they just it's almost like elf. I think they just keep multiplying, which is super fucking annoying because you cannot. I guess this is explicit now, um, because you just couldn't couldn't defeat so many one level rats so i do agree so rat oh, boy it's, it's like it's like winning can... by numbers yeah mm. interesting okay so yeah high number low mana they they got it mana mm. mana <laughs> maybe i should teach you some magic kind of we, we just lost so, anyway. half of our listeners with that conversation <laughs> well if not we gain the best type of listeners uh, and finally, what we were both thinking, but we never mentioned it out loud when we're watching the the movie. He is the Would oldest alter. Sorry. Oh, that sorry. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. No, was... you, you first. You first. <laughs> I was mostly thinking, is he the oldest alter boy ever? Yeah, I, I he seemed a little elderly for that role i mean what do you think lydia or rat boy's age really is in this movie 
you had to guess. We'll give him like 17 to 19. 17 to 19? I thought he was 29. Oh, wow. We were definitely thinking two different things. I think 17 to 19 is still pretty old for older boys, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. I, I, I don't really know. I'm not, a, I'm not an older boy expert, but that at least is in the uh, realm of, I guess, reasonable age. Oh, really? Hmm. Well, never well, I mind. Don't, I, I don't know. I, I thought they were. I thought they were between like ten to fourteen, so he was like five years older. But that's something we can Google later. What's the average age of an altar boy? Yeah, I'm sure you'll like to have that in your Google search. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wears right jeans. <laughs> that Wait, wears he, jeans he, and just. He, wore he jeans? used to wear jeans all all the time. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. some some type of pants that was not the r- proper um, attire for what he was doing. But All right, so so I guess before we move on from Rat Boy, what the fuck? He threw a live rat into a dead man's coffin and then told the dead man's friend that he did that, like it was a funny joke. I <laughs> I would his I, humor. I feel bad for the rat. Well, and and the our main hero Stefano just kind of like looks at the guy, like I I don't know I I think that would be caused for for at least like a a slight punch or a push or something I I don't know you just kind of say oh okay yeah you threw a live rat in there good good one you really you really pranked <laughs> me yeah well. If someone told me that, I think the next thing I'll do is open the coffin to take off the rat, not just stare at, stare at rat boy. So you you would in the middle of a funeral service, you would just say, "Hey, stop," and then open the coffin and like try to dig out a rat from your friend's decomposing body. Is that is that your plan? I guess that there? yeah, I guess that plan actually doesn't make sense. After the service, I'll do that, and when he tells oh. me. Then I just consider him a serial killer, so I have to be befriend him by giving him yellow candy. I mean, what what I'm thinking here is maybe maybe Rat Boy was thinking, I wanna I wanna make your friend live forever, right? So you you put the rat in there, the rat is hungry, it's gonna eat your friend, but then your friend kind of lives on in the rat. That the rat's gonna digest him and poop him away, so he's not gonna live forever. Well, no, but then the poop, like, is gonna, you know, be fertilizer for some flower. Well, that's depending where he poops. Is living on in the flower. Well, that's depending. Let's say he poops in the garden. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Lydio, after that, is gonna dig out the rat and, like, cage it in the garden until it poops and then, you know, pick the flower and send it to Stefano. I'm like, Oh, that's very I'm... kind of Lydio. Yeah. But when I you guess... said when you said when you said that, I thought you meant that Lydia will open the coffin, take the rat, and then cook the rat and eat it with that oh. man's stuff, which oh. is more horror. No, but that's the same thing because then his friend lives on in Lydio. So maybe Lydio wanted to be his friend. Maybe that was his game plan. Put the rat in the coffin. Listen. Rat eats friend. Lydio eats rat. Lydio becomes Stefano's friend. I think, and, and like after that scene, they became pretty close friends, right? Oh, that makes sense. 
Lydio okay, gave him a place to stay. Lydio, um, what else did he do? <laughs> Introduced <laughs> him to a random woman laying in bed. Um, Lydio let his friend watch him get stabbed to death. Um, yeah, I think I think we we figured that out. Basic of friendship. That is Lydio. Yep. So who That's else? Actually who else do we have? obviously the next one yes we definitely have francesca which is a new teacher from that small town she replaced the older teacher that stefano slept with and she is the new teacher that stefano will be sleeping with but the best quality of huh what do you think happened she was too old so they just swapped her out but she just disappeared. You think she may be no, in the they, uh, bone I thought they said that she. I thought they said that she left. Well, they say a lot of things in that town, Jess. Oh, well then, definitely, definitely, they kill her. You're right. Well, she obviously died. So then, there we have a a younger teacher to replace her. The best quality of Francesca is her fridge that was full of snails. The problem, which was her weakness, is she did not know how to cook it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I, <laughs> like, <laughs> you meet a random dude that you've made pretty Barely eyes with on a boat, and the first thing you do is show him your fridge, which is full of snails. Like, I mean, she wants to learn how to cook it. So every person, I'm not, I'm sure he was not the only one. Every person knock on her door. She's like, open the fridge and hope that person's like, I know how to cook snails. And she's like, yay. Can I borrow some milk? Sure. Come on in and open the fridge. Snails. <laughs> and she's like, I, I love snails. Do you know how to cook it? And the person's like, no. And she's like, get the fuck out of my house. But Stefano was just disgusted by that. But it still kind of worked because, you know, like 10 minutes later, their, uh, um, what do you call it? Italian sex? Is that? No, it's not 10 it? minutes later. First, she went to his house. Second, they agreed to be roommates, like, super quick. Like, he was super rude to her with the snails. Like, he could have no. nicely said. But didn't they, didn't they kind of hook up before she went to his house? Wasn't that at her house? Maybe I'm mixing this up. No, she it was directly he left snails she... to bed to like, or maybe that was the older teacher. That was the, that older was the old. The older teacher was straight to bed. She she had some. <laughs> she said, "Oh, you don't know how to make snails? Okay, I'm gonna go to bed." And she just went to bed and left them there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you and describe Italian to... sex for us, Jess? Yes, it's very simple. Woman on the bottom with clothes. No, without clothes. Sorry. Male on top with clothes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and kissing while pressing your lips for a very, very, very long time. Very romantic. The end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, we have talked about this the whole this time. I'm going to pause and ask. Why is this a horror movie? Why is this a horror movie? We feel like we're just playing a rom-com right now. Is that a rhetorical question? or 
yeah. Are are you asking me that? Yeah, I'm asking. asking yeah, I'm now? asking you what you consider horror about this. I feel like we're almost playing a rom-com. If you think about it, we have new boy in town, rat boy wanting to be new boy in town <laughs> best friend, so he eats rat of dead Ooh. friend. And Francesca, <laughs> the snail girl that only wants to have a snail ball in hopes that the boy in town will learn, stay with him and has close sex. This is this it's called Italian sex, but sorry, um, sorry. This, Italian is, this sex. is like this is like my best friend's re- wedding. Is it is this a remake or a maybe no, that was a remake of this? I think that was a remake of this. Who's the uh, best friend? Who's the Lidio? best friend? Lidio. Lidio. Lidio, Lidio is the one. Lidio is the one trying to get um, Estefano to marry him, and he's jealous of Francesca. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so I so, so to your too. question, this movie is interesting because it it has the horrific scenes, which I think are extremely well done. It it opens with a basically close up weird stabbing over and over of a guy hanging there um like i think mirroring the saint sebastian kind of martyrdom painting that he's trying to restore um but with this disturbing kind of voiceover i I wish i could quote this i don't remember but it was something like my colors my colors you know, they're coming out of my eyes and my arms. I need to purge myself of my colors like over and over and over again. And then immediately like that, that's like the credit sequence to start the movie. And then it cuts to, you know, kind of normal. It's on this boat. And then the rest of the movie proceeds from there. And then the ending kind of mirrors that in a really creepy, you know, reveal scene. That's also this kind of sepia colored flashback creepiness but there's definitely weird horror elements to this movie and i find them really interesting which um i agree with that so do you want to talk a little bit about your favorite scenes of the movie sure i mean that i really like the beginning of this movie and i really like the end of it um and there's a lot of weirdness kind of in between that's sprinkled in but the majority of the, I guess, middle part or the, the kind of story of this movie is, it's a little out there, but it, you know, it, it kind of fits in the standard giallo kind of murder mystery, what's going on. There's, you know, there's not a lot of violence. There's not a lot of explicit stuff. It's just kind of at the edges. But the beginnings you know, kind of cranks up the intensity. And then obviously the the ending scene with the reveal of the, you know, the two sisters of the painting is, is uh, or the painter is, is, uh, is quite the scene. And then obviously the, the very end where the reveal of the second sister is also very good. But um, yeah, it's kind of bookended by those really kind of monumental horror scenes in the middle. There's a lot of, um, you know, your standard giallo murder mystery kind of solving plot, very plot based, but kind of on the fringe of weirdness, if that makes sense at all. No, I agree. I think I definitely was not anticipating the priest to be the second sister. I did not see oh, that spoiler. coming at all. 
We already explained there's gonna be spoilers <laughs> in this podcast. Was that I a was real? Was not... that a real boob or was that a fake boob? I don't know, but if it's a fake boob, like how well did made the face to look like a man? Like whatever way, like props whoever did the job. I mean that that was a good looking boob for the age of the uh, <laughs> the priest there. Uh, that is one... true. Do you find this a progressive movie? Because I feel I feel like the uh, the idea of a woman priest is pretty pushing the boundaries for Italy in the uh, 70s. Well, is it progressive because no one knew she was a woman? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I guess maybe that asks the question, do the townspeople actually know that? Because I kind of... I have some thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think they know what's going on. Well, they uh, definitely Steph- know what's Stefano going on. Doesn't. Well, de- de- okay, so they definitely know what's going right, on. So they're because, accepting. And are they accepting because they are progressive? Or they're accepting because they're in fear. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I guess I mean progressive of the filmmaker to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cast a a woman priest i think is pretty progressive oh yes definitely I, I nothing I, I to do with this, this movie st- nothing to do with this story and um the other thing but that no, no, really no. caught me off guard go ahead Sorry. before no i would say the other thing that really caught me off guard and actually gave me it was very sad is when the sister turned on Lidio and they started killing him Oh, you felt sorry for Rat Boy. Yeah, that was a very sad moment. And now I even feel so much worse now that we we realize that the reason that he put the rat inside the coffin is because he just wanted to be closer to Stefano. But he was kind of toying with the uh with the hot sister. Right? Like he she was bedridden or supposedly bedridden. He was just like stealing her money. Not bringing her good food, eating her food, mocking her. I don't know. So part of the show to make Estefano feel like he doesn't have to fear the old lady. That's, that's a good point. I, but he wasn't really in yeah. that scene. But it, it was it was more of a thing to fool us, I guess. Yeah, because in, in, in the other part, he was always bringing the... the um, items needed to keep the painter in quotes alive so yeah. he, I, I feel like he had to know that both his sister could move yeah he was he was picking up acid and formaldehyde from which was in general store bountiful <laughs> quantities at the general store just the normal things for a small town to carry is a lot of formaldehyde <laughs> Enough to keep an entire <laughs> skeleton submerged. Um, yeah, and a bunch of acid to keep ruining the painting so that they could get art restorers back. Yeah. Yeah, normal yeah, stuff. I mean, normal stuff. I don't know about your general store, but mine definitely has it. <laughs> they have that at Casey's. You can get formaldehyde and <laughs> a slice of pizza. <laughs> you go to Tesaco and then. It's on the side for sale. 
but yeah, maybe moving back to that reveal scene with the two sisters. So one of which we know is the bedridden one. The other one is is kind of shrouded in mystery. You just see her hand kind of stab Stefano multiple times, but or actually just once. But um, what's up with that skeleton? So they like, what's the idea there? You think they they want to have sex with it, but it didn't look like it had any sex organs. It was definitely kind of a googly eyed skeleton in formaldehyde. What do you think? I feel like the sister. I feel like the sister has been taking acid. So then, their oh, perception think- of the world is um is kind of off. So we're thinking two types of acid. Maybe she was buying both at the general store. Uh, give me some acid. I mean, give me some acid. <laughs> the general store seemed to have everything. But obviously the sisters were not mental still. So I'm sure they were doing the painter deeds as he was alive and they just continued doing it. So in conclusion, the actual question I do have, who is the villain? Is the villain is the painter for wanting to paint um, the death of the people of the town? Or is actually the sister... That maybe maybe made him push to start painting those type of paintings. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've explored that dynamic yet. So it it seemed the two sisters were kind of the, um, what do you call it? They, they were kind of the lead in that relationship. Like it seemed like they were starving him, right? They weren't giving him a lot of money. He was painting. They were kind of withholding food. It's kind of a weird convoluted backstory where they go to, I forget where, but they take a trip somewhere with their mom and then come back without their mom. Dun, dun, dun. And then... Brazil? Yeah, it was Brazil. And then they come back with some weird religion where they're, you know, they're in these kind of weird, I don't know, religious dresses all the time. Um, They seem to keep the painter under wraps. They, uh, I don't know. They, it didn't seem like they were super nice to their brother while he was alive. But then once he's dead, they're like, I don't know, trying to relive his legacy and having sex with his corpse, the normal stuff. Is it because of guilt or are they just continuing to do what they were doing? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird. I, I, I don't know. Me neither. I think he needed inspiration. So they were kind of the hands for employing that inspiration by killing people but you know they, it almost seemed like they wanted to keep his memory alive and keep him painting by killing and that would i don't know inject his spirit back into him it, it's interesting i don't know it's not it's not a tidy neat bow for that relationship for sure i think they were i don't know what was implied there but they were uh they were definitely a little Mental, as you would say. They seem like a couple normal sister in a small town. Which means... Okay, so then... So you believe that Lydia was not aware of one of the sister. He he truly thought that one of the sister could not move. That's your prediction? No, 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 no. no. I think he was in on it. I think he knew yeah. what was going on. I don't know... I mean, there was that scene where he's basically like mocking that, you know, her for not moving. But I think that was just 
you know, uh, for the audience to kind of fool the audience. I think he knew what was going on. I think he knew uh, definitely yeah. that the priest was who she was. Um, I don't Depends know. Lydia, altar boy. Right. Yeah. Lydia kind of loved the chaos. It seemed he loved the uh, getting in with the rats. And I think he got what was when he died. He might have uh, even enjoyed is, that. He did not look like he was enjoying it. <laughs> Hence why I was kind of surprised that they were killing him because they need his, they need the rat boy to continue doing their work. Um, he was doing most of the heavy lifting. They were just having I mean, the, the fun. But yeah, preceding that scene was like an awful sexual assault scene by him. So it kind of at least by the directors, by the director's um, motive seemed to say, let's cheer for Lydio to get stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) Wish what cost me a surprise. And finally, the final question and the most important question in the very end of the movie, when um, I was kind of, I cannot completely remember, but the biggest thing is it was showing one hand on a tree and you can only see that hand. Right. Yeah. I, I have two actually, two really questions for this movie, and that's one of them. Um, so I think how it ends, if I remember correctly if I'm wrong. So he he understands that the priest is the second sister in a awesome scene. It kind of flashes back to that sepia tone weirdness with her kind of changing her voice to a higher pitch and then coming after him attacking him but i don't believe it shows her killing him and so somehow the police get called i forget how though um do you remember that i'm not good with plot i don't but no i don't remember i don't remember the end very well but somehow the police get alerted so it kind of hangs there and then cuts out and then the credits roll with the hand on the the tree which is interesting because you kind of know all the players here, although they've been dancing around the edges the whole movie. You have the two sisters who are still alive, the painter who is dead, but kind of undead in the formaldehyde (laughs) armoire. Um, And then you have the rest of the townspeople who may or may not be in on this kind of, it kind of implies at least in my mind that a lot of them are, or at least aware, you know, the, the shopkeeper is obviously selling the Dio stuff that he knows and wants to keep quiet. You know, it seems like the mayor is trying to attack, attract attention to the town by bringing in people, but he may or may not be in on it. Um, but yeah, he's definitely is- in on it because Stefan Stefano was like yelling at his at his house, and he just went back to bed. But yeah, the hand the hand on the tree is interesting because I it's it's not the priest. I kind of don't think it's the other sister. It it didn't. It seemed kind of like a manly hand, but maybe that's just me making assumptions. But to me, that's kind of a reference overall to the Giallo horror tradition of the black glove killer. You know, the mystery. You know, it's it's not a. It seems like the the loose ends are wrapped up, but that one adds another element of mystery and kind of weirdness to the kind of dreamlike weirdness that's followed this movie throughout. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't quite understand that. I don't know who that is. I don't know, you know, 
if that is intended to be a specific person or if that is intended to give the audience kind of one last question mark and kind of mystery, which is what I like to think of um, that because it's, you know, it's not directly tied to the plot, which is already kind of wrapped up. At least it's just another element of weirdness at the end. I mean, the whole movie to me is very dreamlike, very, you know, you know how you have a dream and everything seems real, but there's edges that are strange. Like you open, you open your refrigerator and it's full of snails or somebody throws a live rat in the coffin. (laughs) Um, I don't know that, that, that was an interesting ending and I, I, I quite enjoy it. What's your thought? I wasn't sure. Like the first thing that came to my mind was very one dimension. Like maybe the painter was still not dead, um, and he's the one kind of overlooking everything. The assumption that he's dead, but he's not, and the sister playing along as he is. Um, but then, whose skeleton is that? Any any of the dead people that they kill. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be honest, could be anyone. Um, the other thing that came into mind is almost like you said, whoever has been watching um, Estefano throughout the whole movie, the fact that he always been called whenever he goes into a, into a building and he always almost kind of feel washed. Um, so yeah, also yeah. what came in mind is that person that is kind of overshadowing the whole mystery yeah. of the town, the evilness of that town. It's kind of what like- came in my mind. Yeah, it's kind of the it's kind of like a meta maybe not a direct person that we've met, but there's you know there's a lot of point of view shots when things get weird of of somebody watching and and kind of a shaky cam um you know type shot. And yeah, I, I kind of like that. You know, there there's other weirdness that we never quite wrap up like the um the the driver that gets thrown out of the window, you know, I guess you can assume that's the priest or the other sister but or lydio or somebody but um you never quite know it seems like there's this unknown presence kind of lurking around the edges of that so i I like that as a kind of metaphor to end the movie not necessarily like yeah this is this specific person but this is you know part of the mystery of what you just watched and the final final question would be yeah um why what is the house of the laughing windows right so that's another weird one that i don't know the answer to but all of these giallo movies all have like amazing titles right so um you know there's there's so many good giallo titles that this is one of them but this doesn't you know really directly like a lot of these movies doesn't directly align to the storyline it's kind of a throw off one scene you know do you discover the the house that this painter lived in was you know had had these weird you know smiley almost like rolling stone lip paintings on the windows but yeah i i don't i don't directly know what the meaning of that is i think it's something to do with um I don't know, kind of maybe a reflection on the town, kind of this this inviting town that's picturesque and beautiful, but has this underlying kind of 
secret and awfulness to it. You know, you you get the smile, but something's not quite right. Like you you would see that building and kind of be creeped out by it. Um, like that. Yeah. You know. Go ahead. I was just thinking, uh, an artist just wanting to be happy, so he just painted smiley faces in his window of his house. But I didn't put too much thought in it. <laughs> I'm think, surprised you think, that you think Lignati was just a happy guy and was just overjoyed yeah. living in the. Uh, no, no, that's not what I was thinking. He's definitely depressed for the stuff that he's definitely not in the best mental stage for the stuff that he was doing. Like he was seeing death constant, constantly, so that has to hit him hard. But like as an artist, just like hoping to be happy or showing his internal demons or wanting to show what he wants to see. He just put happy lips on his window. So then every time he comes in the to his house, he just remembered to smile. <laughs> you think this was Mine a, was uh... very one dimension view of that one. <laughs> if I was an artist, I was not happy. I would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, should... I see it. I see it as, as a, because the, the painter himself was real messed up, right? He mm-hmm. he was very That's what repressed. I mean. And I don't know. It, it seems like a, maybe we're overthinking this, but it seems kind of a symbol for the movie or the town where you you have this outer appearance of niceness, but if you look a little closer, there's some insanity in there and some weirdness that doesn't quite add up. But. We yeah, can that's all I got. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think mine makes more sense, but it's not a competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll um, go with yours. So we we can leave to the audience to put in the comments two things. One, do they think Estefano is dead? I think so. Seth thinks he might be still alive. No, Follow to be clear, with- I, I I think he's dead. I think I think the priest definitely got him, but it, oh, I think okay. it's a little open. Yeah, I, I think he's he's uh he's croaked. Well, never mind. We don't need you guys to answer that. But then you can answer two other questions. Um, have, what do you think is the hand on the tree? And additionally, um, what you think the laughing w- windows represent for this film? Very curious what other people have to say. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not going to read any of these comments. But yeah, Jess, you... so you're only going to read comments that talks about what is our favorite candy. No, no, I'll I'll pick out the uh, good ones, but yeah, I don't I don't care what the audience <laughs> thinks here. I definitely care. So okay. with that, that is a wrap for House with the Laughing Windows. House with Laughing Windows, and Jess, do you want to sing us out? Uh, no, you always start, and I finish. It's the house with laughing windows. They're laughing. The colors. The colors. Spookies. The colors. The colors. They're coming out of my heart. They're coming out of my heart. Spooky. Drop the beat. (laughs) We're out.